everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, every week I always tell you I have an exciting and phenomenal guest on the show. And you know what? Some people don't believe me, but today is no exception. I have an awesome guest on the show. His name is Samson Wakama. I've known Samson for many, many years. It'll probably be going on to close to over 25 years I've known Samson. And he's just had a phenomenal career trajectory. This is somebody that I've known right from when we were young lads in secondary school or high school, as it were. And I've watched him go to college, start his career, as well as build an entrepreneurial business that is making a lot of ways in our home country back in Lagos, Nigeria. So before I get into his bio and the conversation with Samson, I just wanted to let you all know that this podcast is brought to you by the Collision Conference. Collision Conference is uh, the world's number one leading career and entrepreneurship conference. It's going to be happening in Toronto, Canada from May 20th to the 23rd. There's scheduled over 600 speakers that are going to speak on different topics from AI to entrepreneurship, money and finance, Bitcoin and what have you. I am personally going to be podcasting live from Collision Conference. There's expected to be over 25,000 attendees. So there's something for everybody. If you're thinking of going to a conference, you don't want to miss out on Collision Conference because it's one of the best things that will probably happen to your personal and professional growth this year. But that's just a little quick plug for Collision. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Samson Wakama. So Samson is the CEO of Giddy Jobs. He runs a recruiting firm in Nigeria. He's the student of mass communication and politics. He's also known as a career coach, mentor, teacher, and trainer. He works in the UK part-time as an IT project manager. So he leads an IT project management service in the healthcare system of the United Kingdom, while he also concurrently runs his big company in Nigeria. So you can imagine that holding a business or holding a company in Nigeria, and at the same time, having your full-time job in the United Kingdom. So two different countries. So we'll talk about his, how he manages his time and how he splits his time. But he also has a passion for serving people. He's a youth mentor and coach. He trains and talks to young people about how they need to work on themselves in order to build a career for themselves. Because as you rightly know, when we're young, 16, 17, even in our 20s, we really don't know so much about life. And we think we have it all figured out. But it's good to see someone like Samson who has said, hey, you know what? I've been there. I've done that. I've been in your same shoes. And I'm giving you the real perspective of how life is. So you don't you don't necessarily have to take it from me. But I just want to tell you that, you know, this is the truth of what's happening out there. And it's kind of up to you to take control and Take the reins of your life in your own hands because mommy isn't going to do it for you. Daddy isn't going to do it for you. It's up to you to do it if you want to be a success. So with all that said, I am pleased to have Samson Wakama on the show today to tell us a little bit about himself, his business experience, his background, and of course, his personal development training that he does to help youth around the world. So with that said, Samson, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Um, firstly, it's, it's a pleasure. You know, I have the deepest admiration for you. Um, um, you've, you're an awesome top man of integrity. So it's good to see the phenomenal thing you're doing. Secondly, that introduction, you made me feel like I was super bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, we still have a long way to go, but thank you. And, and, you know, I claim all those things you said in, 
you know, to 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 fruition. Right, oh, that. So, Samson, yeah. before yeah. you know, we get into the meat of the interview. Just tell us. I know I gave a broad picture about your background yeah. and your bio, but you know, tell us a little bit about yourself from your own words. What brought you from when we started out back in the day to where you are yeah. today? So, so um, I, I'll start with you know insecurities. We're all we're all hurting, all broken, and many of us never face what really we're running from. We never face our insecurity. I was a mess. I I I was I was uh, dyslexic. I uh, had terrible learning difficulties, and I accepted it as the norm. Um, you know, I went to, I, I, I was lucky to have a, a, a diplomatic father. So I, I went to quite a lot of school and my dyslexia was, was found out very early. It's not like in Nigeria where you find out mm-hmm. later on, but, you know, so I accepted it as the norm that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't smart. I wasn't as smart as many people. And I kept running away from this, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it wasn't until eventually I started looking myself at the mirror because it's so easy to lie to everyone. But I had this, you know, looking at the mirror telling me, you know, so sometimes I would, I would, I fought a lot. And so, I mean, you knew me in secondary school. Mm. I fought a lot. I did stupid things that I realized, you know, why am I doing this? And it wasn't until I started facing my insecurities, facing those things you run away from, mm. you know. Okay, so, you know, many people don't want to tell themselves they're stupid. I started telling myself I'm not smart. You know, I'm, 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 not, I'm not the smartest person in the room. I need to improve. You know, I started telling myself these little things, you know, and I, I, I couldn't spell properly, you know. Uh, many people hide it, but I started telling mm. myself and started working on these little things. Mm. You know, I, 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 like I, I shared uh, a, an old email I sent to someone, like maybe 11, no, 13, 14 years, like 2004, 14 like, well, years ago. So I was sending it to my boss at the time. And I read this email and I was like, wow. What a long way I've come, you know, to see myself writing very differently now mm-hmm. to what I did then, you know. It, but, but, but the journey was me facing my realities, mm. you know, telling myself the honest truth. We all run away from the truth. We all run away from 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 from, from the truth. We're all peer pressure to to live in the moment or to fit in. I started telling myself the honest truth. I'm still trying to take accountability for who I am present. So that started pushing me to do things, you know. So work. As soon as I finished uni, I was in a in a retail bookmaker shop. You know, I was a I was a, I was a, I was a deputy uh, retail manager uh, or in, in, in a betting shop. I finished and I was like, where am I going to go? Mm. And I, I remember one time there was this older Nigerian guy I used to work with. Well, no, I, 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 not all the time, but he came in one to, to our shop. I think he, he was transferred for a weekend and he was just talking to me and he told me, wow, you remind me of me when I first started. Mm. And at this point in time, I think, you know, I was what, in my maybe mid-20s, a, a little bit early 20s, and he was probably my age now. 
And I looked at it at then and I was like, no, this can't be life. And I quit. I called my boss and I quit. Not knowing what was going to happen, mm-hmm. I quit. And um, I, I started, you know, hanging around people who were working in better jobs. I, I, I started embracing those fears you run from. I started telling myself I'm not a loser. You know, for, for so long, everyone had a part of my brain. I was, I was telling uh, a friend, um, a, girl would, a guy would tell me he likes football. To fit in, I'll be like, oh, I like football too. Yeah. A girl says she likes rock to fit in. I'll be like, oh, I'm a, you know, I love rock. I was so insecure, so, 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 so lost. Hmm. And I started telling myself, when you come look at that mirror, I started telling myself the honest truth. Everything, you know, your lips are big, accept it, this is it. You're not smart. You have a, this is it. And I started improving. Mm. So what most people do is they run, you know, in terms of hardship, in terms of, of, of taking risks. They're so, they're so comfortable that just a little bit of discomfort puts them in, in their mind in a way that like, oh, why, why am I here? So I started pushing myself to, to discomfort. I started embracing fear and failures. I went for so many interviews. Well, so what, one second, Sapson. So before we move any further, you're going into the interview. Yeah. So when you said you started talking back to yourself and talking positively and combating that self-limiting belief and self-talk and you started taking risks, what were some of the things you were doing? Were you listening to personal development tapes like Tony Robbins or, or how, how did you start making that self-realization and self-awakening, so to speak? I, I think it started, there was the big bang of everything. So okay. I think I'd just come out of a relationship at the time. So the heartbreak of me trying to act hard, I started telling myself, no, you were undateable. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. And then gradually, um, um, I, I started giving myself little goals. So I said, I had to leave the betting shop. I had to, I, 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 I had to leave the betting shop. So I, I, I was writing everywhere for internships, you know, going to, going, I don't think it was LinkedIn at the time. I, I'm not sure if there was LinkedIn, mm. but sending emails, calling, disturbing. As soon as I found someone who dealt with it, I was calling. I, I worked for free for almost a year mm. while I was doing my, um, my, my, uh, telesales jobs in over the weekend. I just started I wanted change. You know, when you are, when, when you're driven, mm-hmm. when you're resilient, not like, like, like you, you, you find out you could do so much. I was so resilient to want to leave the situation I was in. I was so ashamed that a graduate, I still couldn't read and write properly. I, 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 I no, well, I started improving in unis, but so, but I, I still wasn't up to the level. I, I would, I was so happy embracing dyslexia. Ah, dyslexia. Mm. So I'm never going to be smart, smart as these people. Yeah. But another voice in me used to tell me, is this what you want to be? And I come from ha- a house of smart people. My brother's extremely smart. My two sisters are. My dad 
is a, it was a it was a, it was a diplomat stroke lecturer. So very I have smart uncle. Yeah. So and and one thing about dyslexia because right now I think it's it's more widely known. But I know when we were growing up. You know, it wasn't it wasn't common to have some of these challenges well known. Our parents certainly did not really understand it. We ourselves as young lads didn't know that such things existed. You know, as as you're talking and you're mentioning this now, I kind of sit back and I now start recalling, okay, all those times where, you know, we go and take final exams and they'd post the names on the board, you know, from the first to the last in class and we'd laugh at some people that come last. You know, I, I think probably as a system in general, we'll probably need to take a hard look at ourselves in, in Africa and say, hey, you know, some things need to change. That some people, it's not that they are not smart. It's just they might have a learning disability that through no fault of you didn't you didn't ask for dyslexia. That That's the cards you were dealt with and you worked it out. Some people have sickle cell anemia. Some people have different things they are dealt with. You just have to face it. And you had this learning disability that, yes, we probably did not understand it in Africa at the time, but you know what? Now that you know the world has changed and the world is better at diagnosing and defining these issues, we need to start bringing these things front. That's why I love the movement that is pushing mental health awareness, especially in Africa, because you know it's one of those things that is also taboo, like uh, dyslexia. People don't talk about it, but we, we now we all know that you know these things do exist. Imbalances of chemicals in the brain cause people to act different ways, and it's not necessarily that they are acting up. It's just that's that's the card they're dealt with with their own biomechanism and biology in their body. So we need to start being vocal about some of these issues in Africa and start saying, hey, you know what? These things do exist. Let's try to help people that are solving, that have these issues and start solving these things so we don't make anybody feel bad for something that is of no fault or cause of their own. I I agree. But I also feel, you know, one of the things that did stop me from pushing myself Mm. was fact that i was told i had dyslexia okay um 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 i i have this same person who was labeled dyslexic writes so well now Mm. i work as an it project manager i handle multiple projects i deal with giddy jobs i started telling myself i'm not dumb this is just what they've said yeah. This, this is not me. I started pushing. I started telling myself the truth. Mm-hmm. We run away from that. Yeah. If I was corrected, I make I make I, 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 I spell a, a wrong spelling. I will put it out there, and anyone who says, "Oh no, you spelled it wrong," I will take it. Mm-hmm. I will again. I started taking accountability. Yeah. What we do is uh, in 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 secondary school in. It parts part of uni. The reasons why we I didn't do better than I should have done was I accepted it. It was only when I stopped accepting this as mm. the norm and started working harder. Yes, you have dyslexia. Yes, you have this. Yes, you have learning mm-hmm. difficulties. But what are you going to, to do, do about it? Yeah. And I started forcing myself to read more, forcing myself to write more. You know, we have two sides in life. You have the easy side where mm-hmm. you, you go the easy lane and then, you know, you may be comfortable. Mm-hmm. You have that side where it's, it's, it's the, the, the truth side, yeah. you know, that, that the truth shall set you free side. 
And that side is, it has horns, it has dragons, it has, it ha- it's, it's torture to mm. pass that side. But once you face it and start passing that side, oh, I'm in, oh, 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 I'm, I'm insecure. Oh, I have learning difficulty. Oh, oh, I'm short. Oh, I'm, I'm undateable. Once you start telling yourself that truth, yeah, and facing that side you don't want to, that you run away from, on, when you come out, you start finding out there's so much more. Yeah. than you thought you had. There's so much more than you thought you had. And that's all I started doing. Facing that side, writing more, reading a little bit more, talking to smarter people. The mind messes with you. As you wake up in the morning, the mind is ready. It's a war mm-hmm. telling you, go back to bed. Yeah. Oh, I started fighting the mind. Sometimes I'll get, as soon as the mind says, go back to bed, I'll jump up off the bed and quickly go and bath or do push-ups just to start fighting that mind. Just to start. Then I'll start writing goals. Like today, I wrote certain things I need to do. Or I need to clean the house. I need to send this email. I need, I put that down as a to-do list. I must do it yeah. today or at the most tomorrow. So that's what I started doing. The little thing at work. I handle so many projects. I'm handling about eight, nine IT multiple projects. I have, because I know, yeah, Mm -hmm. I may not capture information as good as the next person. I, as soon as I'm told something, I have my jotters, my markers, my sticky notes. I'm writing, do this, do that. Then, you know, it's everywhere. Yeah. Then I start. Okay, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this, I've done that, I've done that. And that's how you achieve goals. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, let me send this email out. Oh, this, that. Uh, 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 I'm sending an email. I can take three times to read it. Yeah. Patience plus dedication, it takes you everywhere. Mm-hmm. I've seen it with giddy jobs. I've seen it with the returnees. I've seen it with interviews. I, I, I got rejected so many times for interviews. I started asking myself, wow, man, should I just go back to Corals and work there? But gradually, I, start, I, I, I said, no, I, I, I was so adamant this was not the life I wanted. I needed change. Yeah. I, I, I just needed, you know, some people, some, I, I needed to even prove to me, just to me that I can't be this worthless as a person. Yeah. And then gradually, I started improving in my interviews. So before, be like, oh, you know, 10 seconds or one minute, interview's over. Basically, they started listening. Oh, you know, you were good, but there was someone else we liked, but, you know, you were good. And I, I, I took tips. Oh, what did I say wrong? Oh, you didn't really say anything wrong. You did all right. It's just someone who was stronger than you. Until I found and I got a job. Mm-hmm. And even in that job, the first job I had, in turn, I was almost fired because Again, if you don't deal with with your the mirror of you telling yourself you are not terrible, many of us just accept we're terrible. Mm. Oh, we're not good enough. Oh, this thing happens, we're not. I accepted, almost accepted it. And I told myself, no. And that's how I just started improving and improving and failing forward mm. to where I am now. And was it as a result of the re- constant rejections you were facing in finding a job that led you to start 
a recruiting agency for for I I know one of the focuses for people that want to return back to Nigeria, but also in general, everyone that needs a job, your agency kind of stands out as being one of the sharpest and most nimble agencies that help. I've worked with Thank a company God. with a company that has used you to place people, and most of the people that you've brought into our organization at the time were actually very good kids. So oh, how, how, how did you actually use this, um, this failure and this struggle in finding an own, your own job to now create an agency to help other people find a job? And what do you do differently when you're trying to place candidates in companies? So, so uh, first thing was, no, I, I was able to get a few jobs here and there in terms of projects. So I'd, I'd, um, I'd done that then. Me and a, a, a friend of mine, uh, he, he also is also a florist as well. We're just sitting down, and there was this. No, no, no. Let me start. With, I went for an interview, and it, they did video resumes. They recorded you. So instead of your normal paper CV, mm-hmm. they did video CV. So tell me about you, what you are, blah 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 blah. And it hit me. I was like, well, this will work in Nigeria. Mm. You know, I kept thinking because I, I, I had in my back, in the back of my mind, I did want to move back. I was like, this will definitely work in Nigeria. So I, you know, with no knowledge, no knowledge, just again, there's this, there's this thing that comes to me. It, it happened to me when I was looking for a job where I just knew I, I, I had to change. I was so, so adamant to get this done in terms of giddy jobs. So visual resume. So I started, again, the discipline. I come home maybe after seven, I would work on giddy jobs from seven to like two with the, with the app developers, how I wanted it, how I wanted visual resume to work mm. and that's how it goes so we got the the, the the website ready and i was like okay i need to have this faith quit my job again and move to nigeria and get this sorted and i'm going to love video resume no one is doing it mm. i did my research no one was doing video resume and we got there and we found out they weren't even ready for the technology mm. so so I, I kept telling myself wow you mean the, the applicants were not ready for the technology? No, the the the, the, oh, the companies. companies. Okay. It was too long for them, you know, video resume. Okay. When, when, when we don't even have 3G uh, internet, internet data. Yeah. So <laughs> they weren't ready at the time for the technology. And I kept thinking, okay, what do I do? Do I go back? I was like, no, I can't quit on this. And I said, oh, I've just moved back. I'm trying to look for a job, yeah? Mm-hmm. Since I... You know, there are many people who are like this. Then I was talking to one firm. He, he, you know, uh, he just told you, you know, uh, he said, um, oh, you have a visual resume thing. We're not ready for that yet. But you have candidates. And I was like, oh, yes, I did. At that time, I did it. I was like, yes, I did. And I just put it on social media, hitting out, interviewing. I didn't know how to properly interview yeah. but i started going on youtube watching interview tips i, I was just resilient uh, yeah. again resilience push you to do things you didn't think you you could do yeah and there's a part of me that because i failed so much i like proving to myself that i can do this rather than me before i, I felt so much and i accepted it something is not good enough oh, okay it's not for me I now 
I would run, I would go to the grave knowing I tried my best. Yeah. Than just giving up. So I went, I looked, I got, I interviewed, got some candidates who had moved back as well. And that was it. I, they got the job. In fact, uh, I spoke to the lady. She was thanking me today for me helping her in her career path because she's gone so, she's done so well mm. in, in terms of, and later on, people started coming. Now, how do I stand out from different people? I, I, I first realized that recruitment goes both ways. There should be empathy on the recruiter. Mm-hmm. It should also be empathy on the recruits. So most people are just, you know, recruiters are looking for finances, you know, let me get money. I was not so into it for solely for money. In fact, I wasn't even into most, some of the jobs I first did, they were free. I just knew I was offering a good service that many weren't. I was taking my time. I started getting a pool of returnees who had moved back. You know, I would go to NYC camps to look for returnees. That was my, that was my, um, business focus. Yeah. People who had moved back. Check. People started reaching out to me here and there. And I started saying, okay, let me also find the best Nigerians. There are some very yeah. smart Nigerians who think differently. Start sitting down with them, listen to them. And I looked at me. So, so, so I, I looked at Samson, dyslexic, had so many challenges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was so insecure. And yet I could make this for me. I can easily picture those people who have those sort of qualities of determination. Mm. And I saw that in a few. There was a girl who who um, came to me, said she was looking for a job. And then at first she started typing in those abbreviations that I used to type. And I got so irritated and I was like, you're not going to go anywhere by typing like this. And I, I, I told her, you know, she should go. Didn't, didn't give her the job I was looking for at the time. But she came back so determined. She, she sent me one long epistle of <laughs> properly written this time. And I could see her hunger. And I brought her back. I got her an internship somewhere. And I've seen her growth. So I saw, so, 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 so. I could see, I, I've learned how to see me in others. Mm-hmm. You know, no one is great. Yeah. Uh, sorry, no one is dumb. Everyone has some greatness. It's just us finding it. Yeah. It may be harder for, for, for some others to find it, but eventually we will. So for instance, me, I'm, it may take me 10 times more than the next person to capture information, but eventually I will capture it. Yeah. And improve on it. Mm-hmm. So that's how. So that's so that's how I started picking good candidates. I became from a mediocre person in the field to an expert, and I stopped embracing mediocrity. That's another thing I talk mm. about. Mediocrity is the sweetest place to be in. Chief. Mm. To be mediocre, to to just to just survive life, wake up nine to five, get a small paycheck. It's so easy. Yeah. No one wants to go through the hard way. Yeah. And that's why there are very few great people. And it doesn't even mean millions. It means great people who found the best of them. I look back at myself years ago. And because I'm so afraid of going back to be that person, I'm constantly 
trying to improve myself. Yeah. Others will be like, ah, oh, but you know, no, I'm constantly like, no, this can't fail. No. So I, I, time is going. Time is going. I need to be the best I can be. Ah, oh, don't, don't sleep, Samson. Oh, go to the gym. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm constantly, constantly trying to find myself. And do I get the doubts that come my way? Yeah. yeah. Before, I'd be like, oh, okay, this is it. Now I'm like, no, no, you can't, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a warrior. This is really how I talk to myself. I'm a warrior. There's no one like me. I, I came from dyslexia. No one, I, I'm this, I'm, 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 I'm what I found myself. Look at me while people are sleeping. I'm working. Yeah. Well, that's how I think. Interesting. Now, yeah. Now, now, so, okay. So you've moved back, you set up a company, it's running, and yeah. um, you know, when a lot of people go into entrepreneurship, what happens is okay, they've found their side hustle, they started their business, and they're running and pushing and making it grow. But you're doing something unique in that your company is growing in Nigeria, but you also decided to. I mean, we'll talk about returnees later, but you also decided yeah. to say, hey, you know what, let me go back and maintain my full time role and then also be running my company. So, first of all, how do you manage your time between the two businesses and how. How do you make sure that you're given hundred percent at both masters? So, so I have a pa- I, I wake up really early. Um, I wake up at four a.m. Mm. Uh, so from five, I'm already looking at emails. Either talking to my people in Nigeria, my my business partner knows. I'm following up in terms of Nigeria from mm. say five to like eight when i get to work yeah uh, i have an amazing business partner and i have a, he's he's been able to pick a good team and um i i follow up with all my clients oh hi you know we have some whatsapp groups i send emails just to say is everything okay and i've been able to manage that is it 100 percent? i don't know but I God knows I give it my best mm. in terms of, of giddy jobs. And so far we've been pushing, we're still pushing, uh, even with setbacks, we've still been pushing. So that's that. Then at work from eight to say five to six, I'm grinding at work strictly, you know, do your, you know, have all you need to do. Every, you, if you plan properly, there's always time. The thing about it is many yeah. people like leaving things for the last minute. Yeah, Put yeah. 30 minutes, do this. 30 minutes, do that. 20 minutes, do this. 30 minutes, do that. 20 minutes, do this. You will get your goals. Yeah. Put them in a week. There's more than enough time to get things sorted. And when I get home in the evening stroke, you can look and catch up in terms of giddy jobs. But consistency has been the key for everything you do. Mm. Coming hard, consistent. You know, sometimes you're tired and just, okay, let me send five, let me send an email to five people or let me talk to my business partner. Let me follow up with someone. So for instance, a lady reached out to me on Friday uh, saying she needs uh, some people to hire uh, for something she's trying to do. As soon as I finish with you, I'm calling her and I'll be taking messages from her mm. so there's never it's seven days a week yeah there's no rest and, and and the more you put in in like in anything you do 
whether it be swimming, whether it be boxing, whether it be writing, whether it be whatever, whether it be coding, the more time you put in, the better you get yeah. than most of your competitors. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Collision Conference. Collision Conference is North America's biggest startup conference where entrepreneurs, thought leaders, investors, and innovators meet to support new ideas, showcase the latest innovations, and discuss the issues that will determine how we will navigate the world of business and technology in the future. The conference starts May 20th to the 23rd in Toronto, Canada, and you can secure your tickets by going to www.collisionconf.com. That's www.coll. I-S-I-O-N-C-O-N-F dot com. See you there. And it sounds to me like you don't spend a lot of time, you know, doing things that waste people time, like watching TV or, or even as you even mentioned earlier, saying, oh, you know what, I like football, whereas you really are not a fan of football or rock and all those things. You seem to have like embraced the fact that, yes, I'm me. You know what, even if I have a side hustle, I love what I do. Or if I have yeah. my own hobbies, I love them and I'll do them you know, within the allotted time that I have for them. Yeah. I mean, there's still time. Again, there's, there's 24 hours in a day. There's more than enough time to plan everything. You can watch a series, yeah, if you want to. You can catch up with everything you need to read a book on the train. It's how you plan it. It's mm. planning. And the beautiful thing about project management is I've learned how to plan well. If you plan well, there's more than enough time. All so right. Say, All right. Let's not talk in abstracts. Give us a few tips on how to plan well, because I know there's somebody probably listening and they're thinking, okay, you say that, you say that, but all right, tell us in, you know, five steps so or I, six steps, how to I, plan our optimal day to do everything. Okay. Firstly, have your to-do list. What do you need to do? So work, what are your to-do list uh, on your app? Outside work, what are the things you need to do? What are the to-do lists? Uh, I need to buy egg. I need to read this book. I need to clean this room. I need to go to the gym. You may not get those things done every day, Mm -hmm. but try and make sure the only thing you're carrying over is maybe one of the items. Maybe you, you, you didn't, um, you didn't, you, you didn't buy soap. Or you didn't uh, send one email. You do that the next day. Mm. But try and make sure you finish all the items you have. And give yourself those target times. How long would it take you to do it? So a book I'm reading, I could say I'm going to read 10 pages of that book today. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to send emails. So my to-do list today is uh, uh, book a dentist appointment, uh, call my business partner, uh, do the do the podcast i've already i'm already doing the podcast now mm. as soon as i finish with you i'm calling my once you've gotten those goals out yeah you you've, you're disciplining yourself better mm-hmm. in terms of things if there's still time you can add a goal or an item that you were to do for tomorrow think yeah. okay i've done all this let me do something I would have done tomorrow. And that's how you improve yourself with mm-hmm. time. And this is from a, a, a guy who was so disorganized, mm. very disorganized. But I've learned to, I've learned to 
discipline myself. I still have a long way to go, but I've learned to start disciplining myself by dealing with those little things. Your to-do list, whatever it is, however, just pull it out. You have your phone. You can do almost anything on your phone now. Yeah. So do, do a to-do list on your phone. You know, do if, even 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 yearly goals. I write that out now. Okay, I need to achieve this. I need to achieve that. I need to do that. And before you know it, things just start happening. Yeah. So at work, I have something to do. I'm sending a meeting invite to all those who are part of it. It's in everyone's diary. It's in my diary. As soon as the time is there, you, you face those things. You quick, again, I write so quick. Oh, to do this, uh, send email here, do this. And I start ticking out and I try and get them done. Not in a rush. Mm -hmm. I try and make sure I get them done in the time I've said you I will. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that's what I do. Okay. Okay. And going from that, now let's jump back into the social aspect of what you do in terms of helping okay. youth and also... Uh, okay, I'll start first with connecting returnees together and then we'll jump into your youth focus. So tell us a little bit more about the community you're building with returnees, people that have lived abroad, studied, got skills, and then come back and want to contribute, but they find that, you know what, there's a little bit of um, a reintegration problem where they spend so long outside that by the time they come back, yes, society has changed a little bit and moved, so they need to uh, learn to reacclimatize to their home country, which has changed while they were away. Okay, so... so uh one thing, and I thought that was an insecurity uh, with me, was I've always known how to get along with people. I've, um, I used to think I tried pleasing people too much, but no, it's just my nature of I know how to blend with people. I'm a mm. friendly guy. And I started realizing, well, man, this, this is not an issue. This is more of a strength. I'm a great communicator, uh, 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 with people everywhere I go to. I know how to work with people. It's, it's a gift God has given me and I've worked on it and improved on it. And when I moved to Nigeria, I realized that, you know, wow, uh, there were, it was a different ball game in terms of thought process. Yeah. Uh, the, the people there. And I was like, where are those who are like me around? And, I started, um, I, I, I looked at my WhatsApp group. Um, I looked at, I, I think at the time we were in Blackberry. I looked at my my phone. I was like, okay, let me add those people who I think I know have moved to Nigeria. And that was it. We just, we started, out again, consistency. I started sh scheduling events. Let's all meet up. Let's all, you know, if any jobs came my way, I would share. If any business things, anyone asked me for a business uh, item I'll share. Mm -hmm. And that's how we started growing. So from 30 to 50, from 50 to <laughs> the, the the thousand members we have now, it was just more than a thousand. We have way more than a thousand members now. It was just that consistency and patience. Okay. 50 to hundred people, hundred to 200, 200 to a thousand, a thousand to 2000 all via WhatsApp group. So, I, it was just the groups, you know, we, we have so many innovative ways to do and make and do things for free, you know, uh, to start businesses for free yeah. without spending a dime. But, you know, we always think, well, we think too much. Many people think too much. I have that attitude of 
just do it. Whatever happens, even if it fails, just do it. Yeah. Cause I failed so much <laughs> in life that I'm not I'm not as afraid of failing anymore. Hmm. What's the worst that can happen? That's true. If it's heartbreak, I've dealt with it. If it's rejections, I've dealt with it. If it's failures in interviews, I've dealt with it. If it's being sacked up, so what's the what are you gonna throw? What's life gonna throw at me now that will scare me so badly? Maybe death, but even death, I've dealt with some people I've loved as well. So I, I'm not, I, I'm not as afraid to take risks yeah. as many people are. So, um, so that's it, basically, patience and pushing. And I, I wanted to impact find people like me who were in Nigeria uh, who had moved back and we started growing because I again went out of my way to find deanings, find jobs to promote uh, businesses there and many other people started wanting to be added there and I think you're a part of it and you kind of see yeah. for instance I'm not in Canada yeah, yeah. So we have a Canadian group and I'm pushing Canada any Canadian jobs that come my way I post them yeah. To help the community there. And in terms of I want to know Yeah. I want to know that I die today or I die anytime. I don't know. Hopefully it'll be years and years to come. A long, long time that, away. Yeah. That God will look at it's not about wealth, it's not about millions or what it's about wow, this dyslexic kid who was so insecure. So insecure, yeah. Change people's lives. This this dyslexic kid, the governor reaches me now. People reach me now. Ambassadors reach me now. Uh, 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 senior people reach me now and ask me for ideas or or you know. And I'm like, wow, I've I've come a long way. Yeah. I, I, and that and that's the thing. I, I I'm I, once you start te- facing your truth. Facing it, that pain you don't want to visit, you know, finding out, okay, why are you like this? You know, why, why are you, why do you think you're dumb? Why do you accept you're dumb? What happened? You start visiting those areas. Okay, I am dumb. What am I going to do about it? Mm. How am I going to handle this? Okay, read, read or, 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 or type, write. Okay. Oh, you didn't write it well. Oh, I go back and write again. Consistency. It's like going to the gym. Yeah. You know, and that's, consistent. A, that's another area a lot of people fall short because they find that they are not consistent with their workout routines, especially when New Year comes and you say, Oh, yes, I'm going to go and commit. You do that first, I, first couple of weeks and then you fall off and you never forget, remember till the end of the so year. I, I have to, you need to start making things a habit. Those mm. things, those terrible, hard things you don't want to do. You don't want to clean the room. You don't want to wash the dishes. You don't even want to go to work. You don't want to send emails. You don't want to run. Who wants Who wants to wake up and run? Yeah. Once you start making it a lifestyle, mm-hmm. those, those, those things you hate doing, you know, it could be even your womanizer and you don't want to, you want to discipline yourself not to be falling sh- short of women. You start disciplining yourself, saying, okay, no, you know, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. But sooner or later, it starts becoming a habit. Mm-hmm. 
I, at the gym, I was um, three, four years ago. I just come back from Nigeria because, no, two years ago, sorry. Two, three, yeah. Well, December, December 2017. I just come back from Nigeria and I was so unfit. You know, in Nigeria, you're, there's a car. The car, even, you know, there's no walking there. Yes. There's no one walks. Everyone is in the car. So I was so unfit. I would walk to the train station and it looks like I was having a heart attack. Mm. And I was like, oh, something had to change. And again, a thing pushed me. This thing, I don't, I, I believe, I, I tell people it's God, you know. Mm. It pushed me. It pushed me to say, just go to the gym. Do, even if it's five minutes, patient. And that's how I started. I did, I'll do five minutes, maybe walking, running, go home to 10 minutes. To now, I mean, I'm sure you've seen some of my workout. I don't think many people my age can do that. Yeah. With the, um, I think some of the CrossFit materials and whatnot. Yeah. I, see, I see you with the ropes, especially. Yeah. Tires so, and so, so, so it's just consistency. <laughs> that's the key word, consistency and facing your truth. Yeah. Facing it. Facing it bang on. And as we start to wind down the show, I want to ask you about your work with talking to and mentoring younger people. So youths, um, people that just graduated college, people that are looking for the next job, yeah. and also people that are still in high school that are saying, hey, you know what, everything looks like it's going to be hunky-dory, you know. How did you get into that space of working with young people, and what is your core message when you're interacting with these people? So the first thing is always visit, always visit your past. Uh, wh- where did it happen? Why did you start having doubts? Where was it? And I started visiting my past. As one of my past was King's College. So I've been very involved with King's College since I left the school, as you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I started seeing people, you know, I went to visit the school and I saw a few young people like me. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, these kids don't have a clue how hard life will be. Yeah. Right? They're probably, I mean, I'm I'm in my 30s, right? Mm-hmm. And I still have a lot of insecurity, although I deal with them. I've seen many friends who have terrible insecurity and then they hide that. So imagine how young this how peer pressured these young kids are in terms of insecurities. Imagine many of these people who have already accepted that they're dumb and they're not going to be anything in life. What if I can talk to them and speak my truth? You see, speaking my truth, I I don't sugarcoat. Like Mm. right now, I'm not trying to come here to act or I'm this. No, no, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm told. I've, 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 I'm naked right now. Yeah. This is my naked to your podcast. This is my naked. This is me being naked to the world. But this is me. And what I realize is many people are like me. Many, maybe 80 to 90% of the world are like me. Insecure men, they hide things. They, 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 they cover up their insecurities. They never tackle it. And while I speak my truth, I see many who come and say, wow. That spoke words to me. Yeah. So I started with King's College, a young school. I, I, at first, I was even too shy. 
But I was like, you know, I'm just going to speak and let them know my honest truth. And it really started from there. Someone was like, please, can I have your number? You know, this spoke words to me. And then I started going to you cops, people who were looking for jobs. I started telling them the honest truth. You know, you need to put in a bit more. You get some CVs that you're like, ah, did you not even put time to write this? Could you not have even copied this? The internet, some terrible CVs. And I was honest with them that, you know, in, in this life, it's getting harder and harder, but it's also getting easier and easier. Mm-hmm. So harder, harder and harder means there's so many people you're competing with, mm-hmm. right? True. Easier and easier means you can learn from the web, from the internet to be better than those people. Yeah. Want to do a CV? It's in the internet. Just go there. You see so many templates. You want to read on something? Go on YouTube. Go on Google. You know, but if you're feeling sorry and you're happy being mediocre and inconsistent, that is all you will be. Mm-hmm. And life going to still get harder. Yeah. So you need to. Forget these people, you know, peer pressure. You know, we're in a world where everyone is pushing you to do things. You need to be cool. You need to be accepted. I wish I could talk to my younger self and tell him, forget trying to hang out with this cool guy. You see that nerd there? You see that person that in secondary school that that irons his shirt Mm -hmm. and doesn't run and is reading? These are the people that will keep you at a disciplined level, mm. go to. And that's what I tell people. Well, you know, I hope they listen. Some mm. of them, do, but you should, peer pressure is the, is the biggest killer. Trying to be accepted is the biggest killer. Yeah. Need to, you need to start facing your insecurities, whatever it is. And, and speaking your truth. Okay. I'm dumb. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm short. Okay, I got big lips. Okay, I got a pot belly. Okay, I I don't know how to talk to women. Okay, I'm not a great communicator. What am I going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? Once you start facing your truth, your reality, your demons, your mind... You start finding out that there are places in the mind that you never thought existed. Things you can do you never thought existed. Yeah. After my 20s, I never thought I'll be working out. I was like, oh man, I this, you know, and now I'm working out. One time I never thought I would know how to spell, read, and write properly. No, I'm, 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 I'm consistent. I look at what, you know, I, I see people say, wow, you wrote this, you write so well. And I'm like, what? <laughs> She's saying this? This smart person is saying this? You know, I send a business plan and like, oh, this is really nice. I thank you. This was a good business plan. I'm like, what? Then I look at my growth. I'm like, wow, it was me facing that dungeon. Mm. Me facing that dungeon, that, that, that forest that we run away from, I went in. 
and I came out. I'm, I'm still probably still in, but I'm, I'm, an, I'm in the easier side now because I found myself. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Wow. Samson, man, we've been on the phone for almost an hour and it's really been a riveting uh, episode of the podcast today. But as we are winding down the show, I just, I just want you to kind of, you've spoken a lot, you've given a lot of advice and wisdom, but for somebody else listening to this podcast right now and is thinking, oh man, what Samson spoken speaks to me and I resonate with what he's saying, you know, and that person say, Hey, I want to be like Samson. I want to, you know, maybe start my own business or I want to even, you know, try and start helping other people find jobs by becoming a recruiter. What are some of your parting words of wisdom for someone listening to this show and saying, Hey, you know what? Let me see if I can try and emulate Samson's career trajectory. Well, first thing, yeah, first thing I'll say is the most important thing is facing your insecurities because you may get to somewhere and then your insecurities will catch up. You need to face it. You need to face whatever it is, whatever, whatever you stops you from believing in yourself. Yeah. Mm. You need to face that. Secondly is the slogan, just do it. You know, I never, you know, I never understood how powerful that slogan was and why Nike is one of the biggest brands. Just, just, just do it. And, 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 and if you, is it money? Is it, is there money? Is there this? That will come in time. Yeah. What, what love? So for instance, I love empowering. I, I can do that in my sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I communicate well. I've learned, okay, with giddy jobs, with returnees, with project management, it's all about communicating. It's all about empowering and helping. That's my power. And that's what I'm doing. And that's what I love to do. Find out what you love to do. What do you really want to do? What is it? Do you love, uh, are you funny? Do you want to be a comedian? Go for it. Uh, uh, are you good with, with, find out. We all have something. For instance, you're doing your podcast now. Yeah? Yeah. We don't know where this podcast is going to be. It yeah. could probably be as big as Joe Rogan one day. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. You started it. Right? Yeah. yeah. I remember the days of starting when <laughs> there were only five people listening. <laughs> and yeah, now, and now we get thousands every month. So, so there you go. You started it. You started it. Stop procrastinating. Stop doubting. Just do it. Just do it. However, whatever you love doing, find, just sit with yourself, talk to yourself, to yourself. Forget the world, forget who's listening. Talk to you. The best discussions you ever have are the discussions with you. So, yeah. With yourself. With your truth. And you start finding yourself. If you want to go into recruitment, go for it. Start. Call companies. Reach out. Let them know. Work harder. Wake up early. Call come. And then even if it looks like it, you're going to give up. And by the way, you don't need to quit your job to do it. Mm-hmm. Just find ways to put in more hours. Even if it looks like nothing is going on, yeah. just keep trying. Still remain consistent with yeah. it. And hopefully, hopefully something will come out. But make sure 
you know within yourself that you've put in your best. Because most times we lie to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Ah, I tried. But deep down, you know, what did you read? I'll go for interviews. And I'm like, ah, they're not going to take me because there was a white person there. No. No. And this is what pisses a lot of people off. No. It was because of me. I didn't prepare. I doubted myself. You know, I'd already told myself there were going to be other people better than me. And that's why I didn't get the job. Mm. A few weeks ago, I was in an office. And I was sitting down. And... I looked around me and I was the only black person. And I was like, wow, this person who, and that's why, you know, um, I'm, I'm a bit conservative. I don't believe in discriminate. I don't believe in victimization. Mm-hmm. I, I, yes, there is racism. Yes, there's a lot going on. But I also believe it's also on you to do better. Yeah. Before I would go to an interview, I would see other people, smarter pe- people I thought were smarter. I'll see people who were, uh, 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 a foreign white I'll say I'm not getting the job because they're there but again I sat back and I looked and I was the only black person and they were all looking to me for advice as a project manager yeah. they were looking to me on what next to do and it got me thinking again I went back to my past this dyslexic kid this kid that because of insecurities he fought all the time to try and let people be afraid of him so he sucks because deep down he was afraid of himself. He's sitting down now and trying to be his best self. What do you mean? Powerful place to leave it. And with that said, Samson, we've reached the end of the show. I really do want to thank you for coming to share your story and your words of wisdom. It's really been a pleasure learning from you for this past one hour or so. But before I let you go, please tell us a little bit about where people can find you and possibly reach out to you if they want to learn more about you or even just connect with you and say, hey, you know what? We may have job postings or we may be looking for candidates and we think, you know, you're the guy that understands our needs and understands the people we're trying to work for okay so uh my so i'll, I'll give you my handle so my uh instagram handle is whack mania so that's w-a-k-m-a-n-i-a that's my personal instagram mm-hmm. uh you could also follow us on giddy jobs so that's g-i-d-i-j-o-b-s uh n-g uh, and that's on Instagram. You can also follow us on V. So that's T H E dot returnees. That's R E T U R N E E S. That's my Instagram. You could uh, check us uh, on our website at uh, com and www.thereturnees.com. And uh, my personal email is uh, S N. W-A-K-M-A-N at yahoo at yahoo.com. So you can email me if you if you have any questions as well. Awesome, awesome. And I'll be sure yeah. to put all that in the show notes when this episode is published and ready to go live. So once again, Samson, thanks for coming to share your story. I've really been touched by what you had to say. And even Thank from you. a personal perspective of knowing you all these years, I didn't even know how, the, how deep your personal story and your personal journey has been. It's really been a pleasure thanks, connecting with you. Thank you. I really appreciate that, man. It's been good here. And man, great job you're doing. You know, one person I have mad respect for and and hopefully our friendship will continue for many more years to come. For sure. For sure.
Thanks, man. This episode is brought to you by Collision Conference. Collision Conference is North America's biggest startup conference where entrepreneurs, thought leaders, investors, and innovators meet to support new ideas, showcase the latest innovations, and discuss the issues that will determine how we will navigate the world of business and technology in the future. The conference starts May 20th to the 23rd in Toronto, Canada, and you can secure your tickets by going to www.collisionconf.com. That's www.collisionconf.com. See you there. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the show today. If you love what you hear on today's episode of the podcast, go to iTunes and leave a review and a comment. It helps other great listeners like yourself find the show. And of course, you can always find more episodes of the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast at www.odogwu.com.